Hey-o. Hello. Hey-o. Hey-o. How's it going, Ski? It's going good, man. Feeling good. Feeling, feeling good? good. Yeah, feeling good about this podcast, man. I'm ready. I I just I think it's important to just kind of get out like in the open, just right off the bat. This is a really, really strong list that I think that they nominated this time around. It 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 may be the strongest list I've seen since we started doing this. There was like one or two where I was I thought, I don't know, maybe that's a weak link. And then I caught up with some of their stuff today and I thought, that's that's up there. Okay, I see where you're coming from. So yeah, it's a strong list, top to bottom, and uh, tough to pick five. That's for sure. Well, I don't even know if we have to pick five. Like, you know, well, here, like they, it, they changed they put, the rules on us last time, and now well, this is are we picking five? Are we picking seven? Are we picking? Are they going to decide we're going to pick eight? Like, I don't know which lotto game we're on here. Well, we should also like figure in like because some of these folks are going to get in, but it's going to be they're going to get in under like the musical excellence category or whatever they call that. You know what? What Priest got in last year, you know, the backdoor way. But I love the fact that Priest and others who have like LL Cool J was the same that, you know, they treat it as a proper induction and they should. And I think the hall they should does, too. But it's, it's the way for them to like. Yeah, I guess get a few more in. Um, well, they got to get them in a different the category. Right. Yeah. It's getting, it's, it's essentially, it's, 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 right. It's getting them off the ballot. It's like, okay, we know that they are important. They never get the votes. Let's just like try to, let's try to, let's try to clear them out. You know, the ones now we, we've, we, it's weird to talk about the ones that are not that were not thrown onto this list that you could kind of say, well, it's just a matter of time before they get like a backdoor um, invite. Right. But the one that's that, that the one that stands out to me is Sheik because Sheik has been nominated 11 times and has not gotten in. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I mean, could they, I mean, could they still get in without being on this ballot? Because a couple of years ago, Randy sure. Rhodes got in and yeah, he wasn't like, you know, nominated for, you know, induction into the proper hall. So maybe she could still be honored that way, even right. though they're not on the formal, you know, ballot this year. Right. I mean, I, that's right. That's a good point. That's a good point. They could backdoor them and not have them nominated. That's a really good point. I wasn't even thinking about that. Solid work. You're already... I'm already on top of this, man. You're already already all over this. this. I'm really, I'm super proud, super proud of, of the situation. So I've got my, I've got my tabs up. Um, I'm ready to rock. I feel like we should go alphabetical. I also feel that before we even go, but before we even go line by line on, on, on how this is going to go, let's just pat ourselves on the back. Let's just do that. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's just, just give ourselves a big old pat on the back. Like, or, or I'll pat you on the back while you pat me on the back since nobody else. There are people. We, we don't have listeners, loyal listeners. I don't know how many of, of you there actually are. Okay. I, we, I, I truly do not. But I do feel like we are the velvet underground of podcasts in the sense that the people that are listening wind up getting the people we're talking about on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees list on like a regular basis. Can 100%. we do that? Can we take? I don't want to say take a victory lap, but but our track record ski, our track record is pretty good. 
It's pretty I, good. Well, I'm I'm definitely taking credit. You and I should definitely take credit for Duran Duran finally getting in, and for this ballot, just division and new order, and in particular, in that a combination because that's exactly what we talked about on the new order pod. And their chances for getting into the hall was the combining with Joy Division, which is one of the most influential bands ever, but had a short run. New right. Order, with, you know, carried on after Ian Curtis uh, killed himself, and yeah, th- and so it makes so much sense, like, to combine them that way. I love the fact that both bands are on the ballot like that. That's exactly how it should be. Well, we've and you know, uh, we we've already done our New Order podcast. Um, in case you missed it. Since yeah, you know, check it out. Uh, you should check it out. It's episode 13. 23 of you have listened to it for the record. Um, so that means half of you haven't that listen to Duran Duran and Poison anyway. Um, <laughs> but in other, in other, in other news of, of, of folks that we've done on this podcast, episode four was Soundgarden, you know, and so it was it, absolutely, it, yeah. So, you know, like we've, you know, clearly we've already hit with Duran Duran. We hit with Lionel last year, right? Nailed it. Um, nailed I mean, it. Nailed that. And, um, you know, you know, unfortunately for me, I don't think Jesus Jones will ever get the recognition that they deserve. But what can you do? Or we have poison for that matter. All right, let's go. Let's go on to it. We're going alphabetical. Alphabetical. All right. So we where, talk- where does that start? Yeah, you kick us off, man. Kate where, Bush. Where are we going first? Kate Bush. We got to talk about Kate Bush. And 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 we said it in our one of our previous podcasts, and and I called it right at the minute that like the the Stranger Things took running up that hill to new heights. Yeah. I was like, I, I said it right at the top of that podcast. I was like, Kate Bush, she's a lock, like lock her in for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next year. And lo and behold, granted it's alphabetical, but lo and behold, here she is, back on here the ballot. Yeah, yeah, I. I uh, you, you hit that right on the head. Like, I mean, things to look out for, for potential hall inductees. So they have a documentary out on them. And there are a couple people on this list that do or recently had one, or have they mm. been featured in a, a streaming uh, show on one of the, the streaming platforms and rocketed back to the top of the charts. And like when that song running up the hill skyrocketed the top of the charts decades later after it's run, you and I unprecedented. Said it. it's, unprecedented. It's a lock. It's, it's a lock. And it's so, a lock. Yes. I, she's not going to get my vote. I just, I don't think she has the impact that the other have. Um, maybe she gets in in that, you know, special category. But it, one way or the other, I think she's getting in. Be, and it is that success of that song. It's, it, yeah, it just reminds Hall voters like, oh, right. Maybe she should dig a little deeper. And maybe I should have dug a little deeper into her. But I, I still don't think that she has an impact. But I, I think she's almost a lock. It's a lock. I mean, like, like yes. I, I mean, I, I almost feel exactly the same uh, as you on this one. Um, you know, you know. Clearly, I, you know, it, it doesn't take much to to sway the voters. I mean, when you think about when you think about people like the Go Go's, that's another one that we called, right? We we love the Go Go's totally forever. We do a podcast on the Go Go's. We're like the Go Go's are underappreciated. You know, the Go Go's have you know like. That's you another know, they, one. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, that, there's another one called, right? Like, and, you know, it, they, they had a short, they had a, a very short, um, um, you know, number of actual albums that they came out with, but they were all, they were all unbelievable, you know, including talk show, as we talked about, you know, underappreciated. 
there is, you know, you can make a case uh, as we've made for other artists where like, you know, they streak really hot and then you don't, you know, maybe they have an amazing, even Creedence Clearwater Revival for God's sake to, you know, like they, what, five, six years that they were in existence. They, they had incredible yeah. turnout, incre but you know, an incredible batting average, a better batting average than almost any other artist I can think of. But then you have to look at the influence. And, and, you know, when we talk about, you know, you talk about Kate Bush, you, even I who would not cast my vote for her and have said so every time she comes up at this point, like not only is she a lock, I think she's going to get the votes. I don't think she's backdooring this. I don't think she's like, I don't think she's coming in. Uh, I don't think she's coming in Goodfella style through the back and get the front chair. Right. Like I think, right. Yeah. I, right. Like I think, I think everybody's like, Nope. You know, she's been up there a bunch of times she's in, I will say I have, I can't say I've reappreciated the entire catalog. I do believe that um, there was some, there was a techno song that I was like super into in like the early to mid nineties that did uh, by the orb uh, it was called little fluffy clouds and it, and it samples. And it was only because cloud busting came kind of came back post running up that hill um, into some sure. algorithm algorithms that I was listening to. And I was like, Oh shit, that's a great, I was like, I didn't know that the orb sampled Kate Bush on that. Right. And it's little things like that, that at least push me closer to getting it to being like, Oh, right. Like there's an influence. There's an influence on multiple genres. There's an influence on other female artists that you and I completely appreciate that name check Kate Bush as an influence that made them who they are. So, you know, I, even I, uh, you know, who would still not give her my personal vote because we, because it's, it's always such a stacked list and this is a really stacked list, uh, doesn't get my vote, but I think it's like she's an absolute lock this season. No question. Yeah, I think you're a little bit more generous than I am. I, I just, like I said, I don't see the impact that she has had on other artists the way other inductees have had. I, ju I just don't see it. That being said, the power of that song is undeniable. And yeah. the way it's resonated with multiple generations um, is extraordinary. And because of, you know, being featured on that one show. So I give her tons of credit for that. I'm just missing something here. And I think for me, it's just, I, I don't see an other artist. Oh yeah, that's, that's Kate Bush, you know? Um, so, uh, but you know, it's, it's one of those performers that, you know, she stuck it out and was on the ballot long enough to when running up the hill came back on the charts, it just, it primed her for a run. I think ultimately you're right. I think she gets in, you know, without. I think she the walks door, in. Not the side I, I, door. Yeah. And, I think she uh, walks in. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of, uh, so skipping, skipping, uh, skipping alphabetically, just because it's in the same era. And I think a comparative thing might be interesting. So I'm going to spring this on you. Um, loyal oh. listeners know know that I tend to do this. City Lopper is nominated. Stunned. I was stunned. That one really surprised me. I have to be Tell honest. Tell me why. Tell me why. Well, look, um, and I kind of did a partial rethink of this after my initial reaction. Um, I think Sydney Lopper came up in the era of the 80s, so she's right in our wheelhouse, right in my certainly top 40 80s wheelhouse. Yeah. And when she burst on the scene, it was she was like neck on neck and neck um, with, with Madonna, Madonna at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. In, in terms of like 
influence in terms of pop hits. Um, she was right there, right there, neck and neck. And I think in some ways, perhaps in my mind, she suffered because ultimately she, I mean, Madonna, Madonna just had such a longer run at it. I mean, she's yeah. going to sell out arenas um, this fall. And so in maybe my mind, think, depends on if that's the real uh, we'll Madonna. See. I just saw her at the just saw her at the yeah, Grammys. Did look did not look like a real person. Anyway, go ahead. So but anyway, <laughs> but fair point. But so I think in some ways, in my mind, she suffered from that comparison that you know she was right there, you know, with Madonna uh, for several years in the eighties, and then Madonna just kept going and reinventing herself, and you know, yes. coming up with you know new collaborators and redefining her sound and staying you know, modern and staying, you know, in touch with DJs and discovering new beats and new rhythms. So, and, and you look at the reinvention of Madonna, the reinvention of Madonna is like on a different level than most, than most artists period. And so when I first saw her on that list, I thought, huh, you know, because I remember conversations about, gosh, remember when, you know, Cindy Lauper was right there with Madonna and clearly Mm -hmm. she faded. And so that was sort of my initial and since then, the more I've thought about it, and I don't think she still gets my vote this time, but you go back and you listen to her catalog, and the hits, in so many ways, I think, define the period, define the era, and her run was longer than I had remembered it to be. And yeah. so, so she has so many classic songs from that era that I get it, I get the nod. And so I think it's deserved Ultimately, I, you know, if I'm forced to pick a, you know, a certain number, I don't think I'd do it this time. I think she needs a documentary. Is that's what she needs? <laughs> so let's, let's pull it together. Let's take a fresh look at the career of Cindy Lauper. Um, and yeah, who knows? So well, yeah, I kind of okay. did a not a complete okay. 180 on her, but I was like, you know what? The the hits are there, and they help define that era. I get it. I get the. I don't know if I get the nod completely. Um, I hear I hear you. I think it's too short. I think she had one gangbusters record, which is She's So Unusual, which is just stacked with hits. Right? And then you get True Colors, off of True Colors, from the follow-up record. Right? And you have, in between, I believe, in between is The Goonies Are Good Enough, which is incredible. That's an incredible song. Uh, as the, the soundtrack from the Goonies, right? Then you have what? You have I Drove All Night? I mean, like, I, I, I think she's an icon. I, I, I really do. I respect the crap out of her. I think that, like, she's persevered. I like her jazz stuff that comes later. She's clearly an LGBTQ icon, and deservedly so, Right? So it's an interesting choice. I, I just, I don't, I don't know if she has the catalog, like the full catalog. I'm, I'm very much on the fence. I like, I like yeah. the balls of the hall to do it. I like the inclusiveness of the hall to do it. You and I are big hall people. I'm going to assume I get seven votes as a big hall person, right? Okay, like I'm just going to assume that instead of the five, since they decided to like blow the doors open last year and like tell us, okay, we're taking seven this year, not let anybody know. Like, uh, I, 
and I, I really like Cindy Lauper. I've never seen her in concert, so that that might sway me, right? Like if I saw Cindy Lauper in concert, and at the, at her age, which is probably what early sixties or something like that, maybe sixty five, like if she blew me away in concert, then maybe I'd be like, oh my god, Cindy Lauper, she's un- she's so unusual, she's unbelievable, like that she's like that that something, right? I think the songs are awesome. Like, I just don't know if there's enough of them. And I, and that's, I feel the same way about, I actually feel the same way about Kate Bush. I think that Kate Bush, you can make an argument, is more artistically influential to people who talk about it now. Now, they could all be BSing us in interviews, too. Like, it could be a bunch of, like, like butt kissers or just like, oh, Kate Bush is awesome. And they don't even really listen to them, and it's not really an influence. You know, maybe it's just a cool thing to say this year. It won't change that Kate Bush is coming in on roller skates. I'm not sure. I would. I, I'm. I'm not. This is the first time Cindy Lauper's been nominated. She's been able to be nominated for the last 15 years. This is her first nomination. I think it's cool that she's nominated. I just wouldn't. I just can't do it. I can't vote for her. I don't. I'm not saying I'll never do it. And I don't think she's getting in. That's no, I, I, I don't think she's getting it either. And I totally hear you. And like I said, I was initially really stunned, you know, that she made the list. But I do think I give her a little bit more credit for, you know, coming of age when she did and yeah. having a seven year run at a time when it was still challenging for female artists uh, no, to put right. themselves out there and yeah, you're right. succeed. So. I don't know. Like I, I cut the Go Go's a lot of slacks, obviously, uh, for a limited yes. catalog. Yeah. Um, and I think their songs were more impactful. I think they were more career defining. But I, I was more sympathetic ultimately. You know, after a week of thinking about it, than I thought I would be. She doesn't okay. get my vote. I don't think she gets in. I think ultimately you're right. Um, but I, I was struck by that. I kind of did a bit of a. More sympathetic outlook because of the, I think, the, ultimately the unfair comparison say, to Madonna. I'm going to so. say she's probably on the fence of getting in. I, I'm going to kind of pull back on that. I think actually she might be on the fence. Like if they take five, she might not make it. If they take seven, I think she could, she could do it. I'm look because I'm looking at the list again, and I'm thinking like who's really going to get it, who's not, and you're going to yeah. bounce out. Like when you it's talk tough. about the. Right, but there's, there, but there's four women on the list. Maybe we'll just do it this way, right? There's four women on the list. It's Kate Bush, it's Cindy Lauper, it's Sheryl Crow and Missy Elliott. And let's just go into those next two anyway. Like, like there's four women on the list. It's hard to believe that the hall is not going to bring in two of them. So, uh, and and I'm not trying to do it strictly on gender, but I am. I guess I kind of am, right? Like, so it's kind of like if you, if Kate Bush is a lock, then. And you're gonna and and if there's gonna be two that make it in, then you're picking one of the three of Cindy Lauper, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, and they're three incredibly different artists. I mean, all four are incredibly different artists, which I, I, again speaks to the strength of the roster or, or the nominees. It really yeah. does. So all of this is nitpicking, but that's what that's what this podcast is for. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, I love Sheryl Crow. I'll just jump right into it. I always thought Sheryl Crow was super great. I was super into her voice because it was smoky. Some people thought it was too high and screechy. I never did. I was always on board. There were times where it was not cool to like Sheryl Crow. It's cool that Sheryl Crow was even here, like on this list. I, uh, that might have been the biggest, one, definitely one of the three biggest surprises on this list. Maybe, maybe the biggest surprise for me. 
to see on this list or second biggest surprise to see on the list. Um, I'm thrilled to see it, her on the list. Um, she has my vote. That may be a sentimental vote, but if I have seven votes, there's no question I'm giving one to Sheryl Crow. Um, I think her catalog's incredible. I've seen her in concert three, four times, uh, you know, granted all at Wolf Trap, super warm house, but oh my God, she sounds perfect. She's had the same band for like, I don't know, 30 years like since Tuesday Night Music Club, she's never been nominated. She'll do, you know, she was just at the Grammys doing the In Memoriam segment. She sounded great. The fact that she's like a 61-year-old woman who is like, who looks younger than she did like in, like when she re recorded uh, Soak Up the Sun 20 years ago. I don't know how she does that. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I know she doesn't eat any animals, so okay, great. But like, whatever. It's crazy. It's crazy how good Sheryl Crow is. If someone has a chance to go see Sheryl Crow in concert, even if you're like, I don't know, bullshit. Get your ass to the show. You'll have a great time. If you don't have a great time, you don't have a pulse. Like, Sheryl Crow is an incredible performer. She's consistent. Like, can we celebrate the consistency? Can we be like, hey, you know who shows up for at work? Every time there's a concert, it's Cheryl Crow. Do you know who shows up for work? Her band. You know what? Like, she, there was the last time that I was at Wolf Trap and she was there, there was this guy who bought his tickets, okay? And I will not disrespect, I don't know the cootie who he was, but he was in the expensive seats, okay? This guy was in the expensive seats and he thought it was okay to talk back to Cheryl Crow while she was talking, while she was singing. Like, and, and there was some agenda based stuff that was going on. And let's just put it this way. Sheryl Crow is not a red state kind of agenda person. She is a blue state agenda person. And the person sitting in the, in the audience that paid a lot of money for his ticket was clearly not happy to hear what she had to say while she was on stage. And you know what? Sheryl Crow handled it like an absolute goddamn professional. And that, that could have very easily devolved into some TikTok BS that like made Sheryl Crow look bad. And she, was in, she, just, she just brushed it off. Like she's been working in this, she like she's been working in this industry for as long as she has when she was a backup singer for Michael Jackson. Like, that's how long Cheryl Crow's been doing this. I, I'm I'm thrilled she's nominated. I hope people pay attention to her and don't take for granted how good she actually is, of a of, of a songwriter, uh, kept her voice in shape, employing the same band for as long as she has, um, going out every year on tour taking gigs at festivals, not at festivals, whatever. She's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if she gets my vote, and I'm surprised that I say that, um, because, yeah, the first two albums for me were really in so good. Um, and she, you're right, she has been at it for a long time. She faces the same kind of challenges that the Go-Go's did, that Cindy Lauper did. And you have to get her credit for consistently showing up, performing, as you said, and putting out music. I, to me, her catalog suffers after her second album. Um, and I don't, the first two could be enough to get her in because I think they're that good. And they're, that, they define that era uh, so well. Um, but I think she slips a little bit after that second record. And so, and I'm surprised to say that because I like her. I love those songs. Um, but in on a crowded ballot like this, and I know, I hear what you're saying. We can pick seven. Maybe she gets one. Maybe she gets my seventh vote. I don't know. I'll, I'm going to have to come back to that. But I, right. in, 
in my defense. You know, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree with you that it's only two. But go ahead, keep going. I, I, well, I'll, I'll get into that then. Like yep. I think the Globe Sessions has a few good tracks. Um, come on, come on has a few good tracks, but they don't match the consistency that uh, Tuesday Night Music Club has, which is top to bottom a great album. And Cheryl Crow, top to bottom, is a great album. There are elements on each of those songs. She lost wildflower i think and so that's when i stopped buying her records okay. Okay. um so i don't know i just i don't you know i want to be there because i like her i love those songs of the first two records i think she has such a compelling story um but i'm gonna hold off on giving her my vote this round okay and maybe next year i'll reconsider gotcha well let's hope she makes it the next year i mean that's one of the weird things about the hall of fame ballot anyway that I always think is weird. You know, it's not, it's not quite the same as like um, the baseball hall of fame ballot where like, if you make it, like you keep showing up year after year after year. And like, you know, people can reconsider it, you know, like, cause Beck was on it last year. He's not on it this year. You know, you've seen Rufus with Shaka Khan on totally. and off and Sheik on and off. And I mean, even, even a little cool J was on and off. Like, you know, like there's some people that bounce on and off of it. And then you're just, you know, and so like, sometimes you don't get, you don't get as many uh, bites of the apple as you'd think. Um, I am not saying that I guarantee that Cheryl Crow was going to get in. In fact, I actually think that it's going to be a stretch for her to get in. But based on based on the number of times I've seen her and what a solid performer she is, again, for me, it's the consistency. Like, I know what I'm going to get, and I like it. And so, you know, respect and a vote. Missy Elliott. Um so what are, where are you on Missy Elliott? I mean, I feel like she's so unique on this ballot that it gives her an advantage um, as yeah. being like just an unbelievable rapper with huge hits for 10 years, period, and, and an icon. I, I, where are you on Missy Elliott? Well, first of all, I'll say, I think Cheryl Crow gets in. Let me put, I, I think she do gets you? in. Okay, and I you think, do. Okay. I think, and I do, look, I mean, I hate to keep harping on it, but I will. I think there is something to the fact that she had you know, recently had a documentary on her. I think True. that helped get her on the ballot. Because um, what, what, like Tuesday Night Music Club came out in 93. So technically she's been eligible for five years now. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think that helps. That does help. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like an Oscar campaign and you're, you're advertising uh, to get in. And the Go-Go's campaign to get in, and I totally support them for having done that. Uh, yeah, I totally backed them up for that. Um, Missy Elliott is interesting because I don't own a lot of hip hop albums. Um, my collection is rather small, to be you know open and honest. But I do have a Missy Elliott record, um, so <laughs> I, I, it's it is, yeah, buddy. You know, in my uh, catalog, um, I'm just trying to think which one it is. Now that I think about it, it's whatever. Get your freak on, whichever one that is. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. That I don't have it up. But so, so we're immediately I mean, disqualified for even talking about her is what we're saying. Like we can't even I talk about well, her. Yeah. Now. I mean, no, I can't look. And so it's one of those things that like, I, I don't feel qualified to, you know, judge her career other than if you are going to include, you know, and I think the hall should expand the number of hip hop honorees. You have to look at uh, the trailblazers and the, the people like Missy Elliott. Um, so again, I don't, I don't, I, just because I don't know her full catalog. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, you know, speaking of like, when we did our initial pre talking into a podcast of 
how did this end up in my record collection? I should have talked about that one. I still not quite sure how that Missy Elliott album ended up in my record collection. So <laughs> is it in is it in the plastic? Well, get your freak on is an incredible song, but it, yeah, is it no, in the... it's no, no. I I mean I I pulled it out and I listened to it and maybe I was after a not girl this week, right? You didn't her. you didn't no, just open not. it this week, okay? No, okay. it's it's no. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so, <laughs> what's that crinkle? What's that crinkle? What's that crinkling sound in the back? Scheme? It's like oh, it's you so opening your CD. So addictive. That's what it's called. So I'm okay, like, is this a music club buy? Um, no. And so anyway, um, I think <laughs> I see how I see her. I guess let me put it this way: I see her path for getting in because I think she was a trailblazer, and I think the Hall should honor that as they did it with the Go Go's, as they did with Pat Benatar. Um, that is a part of their case, not the whole case, but it's a part of it. And I think that's a part of it here too. I thought maybe her discography was perhaps rather limited, but then yeah, I went back and I looked at it and okay, she had a, a good run. I mean, she hasn't put out anything since like what, 05, I think. She kind of um, doesn't need to, but yeah. She I doesn't need to. She showed up on the Super Bowl halftime show and Katy Perry did uh, did her performance back several years. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she gets my vote just because I, I just don't know her full catalog, but I see a path for her getting in for sure. And I think I wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me if she did. Well, I'm sure she's happy to hear that. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> I, I have to say from a, uh, a who gets in before who standpoint, my beef, if there is one, isn't really against Missy Elliott, but the fact that salt and pepper is never on mm. these lists. Fair, very fair. Right, like, because there are no female rappers, period, without Salt and Pepper. And and that's, I don't want to say that's the end of the story for me, because that's not fair either. But, I mean, it's Salt and Pepper. I mean, like, it's like, you know, it's just like, how, how, how is that not a thing? How, how are they not a thing? that shows up on a list every year. You know, their catalog is, now it's poppier than Missy Elliott. I think that Missy Elliott is things um, for every song that I've ever heard, like where it's not even standard hip hop, you know, like when you're doing, um, when you do work it and it's all the, and like the whole chorus is, has a backwards played thing that nobody even knows what the words are. Nobody really knows unless you're really yeah. looking it up. You know, like, like that is dope as hell. That's still, that's still, nobody did that. Um, so a lot of respect, a lot of credit. And the fact that also like, this is her first year possibly being nominated and she is nominated. That's pretty awesome too. Um, I, I feel like she's going to get in, especially if there's seven. I, I feel like of this group, it, it's, Cheryl Crow has, of the four of them, Cheryl Crow has the least good chance of getting in. Um, uh, you know, again, I think Kate Bush is a lock, and I think it's, I think, I think Missy Elliott or Cindy Lauper could get in. And I don't think Missy Elliott won't get nominated again if she doesn't get in this time. You know, I almost feel like it, it might be weird if she gets in this year. I, I'm a no on Missy right now um, for me for my vote yeah but i that's because yeah. i'm giving my vote to cheryl and and not giving it to the other three even though it's not like i'm saying oh i don't want 
a bigger hall or whatever. Like right now, my my vote is with Cheryl, mostly because I think I'm. Again, I think if I was not so like Kate Bush doesn't deserve to get in before, maybe I'd be more generous. But I, I can't go back on what I've been talking about for podcast over podcast that I didn't think Kate Bush should necessarily be in there. And you know, I, I can't I can't just retroactively be like I was wrong for the last three podcasts on this. Maybe I'm yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm also realizing that you know because take on the ballot i was definitely leading heavy on the men and like well crap i can't do that i don't know so maybe miss your shell will get one of my votes this year i don't want to like, be like that guy that we were like you're that oh, guy i was just like yeah, i was just right. like look, looking at my first five i'm like oh all right, oh, oh oh yeah okay, well i know. well let's yeah. well let's go to the one that i know you're voting for which is iron maiden Maiden, uh, definitely they got my vote before when they've been on the ballot and look it's it's simple i mean this is a band that their impact is monumental without having, without being, you know, a top 40 band, without having even massive MTV hits back in the day. They sell out soccer stadiums around the world. That's impact. And, you know, their most recent record, um, which is like an hour long rock opera, hour and a half long rock opera. I listened God to it again this Holy morning. Shit, really? You know, 10, <laughs> ten, ten songs. Ten what songs. is it like? Ten, what is it like? Tenth grandson of a fourteenth grandmother? What's it called? <laughs> Shinjitsu, I think, is what it's called. Um, What's hold it called? on, let, 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 me, let me pull it up again. Shinjitsu? Um, no, let's. I, ne- I, I never get it right. I want to get it right. Oh um, yeah, please. But it's like it's eleven songs. Yeah, sh- Senjutsu. Sorry, Senjutsu. Um, so it's like eleven songs. It's an hour and a half. <laughs> It's eighty um, minutes long. Yeah, okay. But it's it's golden Brazil. It's golden Italy. It's golden Croatia. It's golden Hungary. It's golden France. Golden Poland. Golden Sweden. Silver in the UK. So listen, I mean, and every metal band will tell you the same thing that they're one of the most influential metal bands out oh, there. No it, question. It no sh- question. Should be. No question. I mean, obviously, it's a no brainer. They definitely get made pick. They got they got it last time, and. The songs are pure metal, and the impact is undeniable. So um, you go to the soccer stadium and let me know if you get in. So, yeah, I, 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 that made it. <laughs> <my vote. laughs> That's the bottom line, folks. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> um, um... I'm sure we've told the story probably the last time that Iron Maiden was on the ballot of like us playing, us getting a phone call from when we were DJing in college and we had the call-ins. We, we would open up the phone lines. Um, Rich, was that the episode? That wasn't the episode that you have committed now to Compact Disc? That wasn't no, I that don't one. think that was, okay. no, I don't think it was that okay. one. No, but I remember, okay. the, I remember the phone call for sure. Yeah. The phone, so we get this phone, I swear to God, guys. So we're doing our, we're doing our WDCB radio show that we only did for one blessed semester because I wasn't smart enough to invite Ski the minute I met him to, to join me on the show the, my, in, in fall of 95. But in spring of 96, it was, it was duly rectified. But anyway, we, get, we, we have a call-in section at, because we kept, you know, we were in the basement of a building, you know, broadcasting, which is where most people do their broadcasting from. It's where we're doing the podcast broadcasting from right now. So nothing changes. Um, 
we're doing the we're doing the show. We get a phone call. I don't remember. I don't remember which one of us was like, "Please call in and give your request." And the phone rings, and I, Ski, did you pick it up? And it was it. I, I feel like it was. I don't know which one of us picked up the phone. Oh gosh, I don't remember if it was me or if it was you. It might Maybe have been it was me. me. I, don't I don't know. Anyway, we picked the phone up, and it's a request from the the Cumberland County Penitentiary, which is in Carlisle, and and they were requesting Iron Maiden. And the fact that anybody was in jail listening to us, that's like a double whammy that like they chose to listen to our radio broadcast. And then also they called in with like their one of their phone calls and like they asked for Maiden. So Ski goes into the back and this was during the era. This was 1996. It wasn't like people yeah. were playing a lot not of vinyl. Not a lot of metal going on. Like Not a lot, not of, a lot metal. of metal yeah. or vinyl. Neither. Yeah. Neither one. Yeah. Not a lot of metal or vinyl, but they had turntables. And like, you know, certainly vinyl was not cool. At that point, 1996 was like the bottom of when vinyl was cool, yeah. you know, and probably when metal was cool too. It was probably like the, the very, very bottom. Ski goes in the back, pulls out Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and we play an entire, what is it, like eight minute song or something yeah. insane. Um, and it was pretty good. It was, look, it was, it was a pretty good song. So, and that was, and that was, I think, their last, actually, that album, I think, was their last US album that yeah went platinum maybe or even gold yeah so it was, it was platinum record um but yeah i mentioned this most recent album senjutsu like the opening track is eight and a half minutes uh their fourth <laughs> track is nine and a half minutes tracks nine eight is 10 minutes track nine is 12 and a half minutes and the last track is 11 and a half minutes so i mean these are like these are epic <laughs> pieces of metal um and i'm in look i'm all in it's not for everybody i'm not sure they get in i think if their path is probably what priest had because like if you look at what the hall is inducting this category it's been it's been few metallica black sabbath um not a lot so I, my guess is that they get in, but it's in that side category that Priest got in under. I don't um, think it. I don't think they get in the back door. I don't even think they're really going to let a lot of back door people in. I think Iron Man has a real chance of actually going to the front door on this one. Well, I, I'll, look, I'll take it. I think they deserve it. Um, well, they certainly I, deserve I thought, it on merch. I thought the they album deserve it too. So, but al- you know. the album covers, the album covers alone for Iron Maiden are, I think. Like they should be in the fashion hall of fame. They they like like you if you see kids like you really do. You see teens and people in their early twenties who probably have absolutely no have never heard an Iron Maiden song wearing Iron Maiden t shirts because the 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 death metal artwork and the skeletons and like all, and like and the logo like that's Hall of Fame worthy by itself. Not necessarily rock and roll Hall of Fame worthy, but like. T-shirt Hall of Fame worthy is anything with Iron Maiden on it. It looks insane. It makes Metallica look like a joke. Like, like I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any better album covers if you're going to go in the genre than what Iron Maiden has done their entire career. So, um, I will, I will, I'm not saying I'll die on that hill, but I'm saying like that. <laughs> no, right? I, no, I got it's, you. It's iconic. I mean, like it's it's iconic, iconic stuff. I do want to talk about something else that might be adjacent, and I'm just kind of curious. So, because Ski, I know you have a, um, a, a, a tilt uh, on occasion to have a martini and listen to yes. some 
not classic rock records, not classic metal records, but like classical records, like classical music, like, and like, and I think you even have some of your dad's vinyl. Yeah, my dad had a lot of uh, symphonies and operas on vinyl. Um, Yeah, I was listening to some today, so. So I bring that up to say that you, one can draw some kind of line between fans of classical music and some fans of some serious metal. And, and it, like, because there are some, there's some chord progressions and some structure and some arpeggios and some like, like the guitar work and, and like there, it's not as dissimilar from a music theory perspective and like an over auditorial experience perspective, you could draw some lines between some classical music, some some forms of classical music, and some metal, particularly seventies and eighties metal. And I actually think that that very specifically, where you're talking about like Maiden in Croatia, right, or Maiden in Iron Maiden, it's insane, Germany, yeah, right. Yep. But like yep. that Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe and, and, and Europe in general is way more like, like, because it's where, where classical music was born. Like you have these white old ass, you know, Caucasian composers, you know, you've got your Mahlers and you've got your, your Mozarts and your Bachs and your this and your that, right? Like you've got these guys. Totally. Totally. So, like, if you've got this, like, elaborate classical music, like, thing where, like, you can actually be in Berlin and, like, like cool people will go listen to classical music because they know it just as well as somebody knows, like, American 60s pop songs from 1962. Like, th- there's, that, there's, that, there's that language that they just have committed to memory because they've heard it their entire lives. And that that, the way that that is structured lends itself better to appreciating the specificity of some of the way that metal that iron maiden and judas priest and similar type of bands go that doesn't even take into account like the black metal scandinavia thing so that might be the most intelligent thing that i have to say about trying to explain why iron maiden is is huge in europe still i i think hot take i think that's one of your best takes that i've heard on this podcast (laughs) i think you nailed it I mean, look, I mean, Bruce Dickinson's vocals are operatic for sure. And the song structures are operatic for sure. And yeah, I mean, they go on the length of an opera um, act or scene. So look, I think that's definitely part of it. And it appeals, part of their appeal to a broader audience. And I mean, look them up on their Wikipedia page. It's insane, like the number of countries where, you know, these albums chart and have charted consistently for years and not just their early catalog, but their most recent record. So, uh, yeah, I hope you're right and that they get in through the front door because I think they've earned – surprise me if they give them the Judas Priest treatment, uh, which I think – They might get the Judas – they might they might get the Cobra. Yeah, I'm they prepared might get, for it. They might, they might get the Goodfellas entrance. They might get that. They might get, they, they might get the, the Goodfellas entrance, but they still get the front seat. Um, but I, I'm bullish on Iron Maiden getting in. They also are the only metal act that's there, really. So I think that that bodes well for them, especially if you're taking half this list. I mean, like, folks, 
the difference between taking a third of this list and, and almost half of this list is, you know, it, I mean, think about what that really means for the nominees, right? Like now you're almost at a 50, 50 shot. If you're nominated, like yeah. that's pretty, that's, that's something. That's good. That's good. That's something. That's something to think about when we're talking about. I do want to do one other very quick thing because I have multiple apps up while we have this podcast. I have my list of snubs. I have the rock and roll hall of fame list itself. And I have the Spotify to like, kind of just double check. Right. So I do a search of like to make sure that I'm not missing songs or that I'm not missing something. So my recent search history now has Cindy Lauper, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, and Iron Maiden. There are actual artist pictures of Cindy Lauper, Cheryl Crow, and Missy Elliott, but Iron Maiden is a skull with <laughs> a skeleton with a helmet that has wings and a rusty sword. I, I don't know it. why I find that so intriguing, <laughs> but it's just a really weird, uh, maybe, I, I mean, maybe I take a picture of it because it's just so like completely bizarre in case we need it for like, uh, like what is this episode really about? Uh, yeah, I just did that. Okay. So anyway, um, back to the list. Um, I'm still at only one out of the five that we've talked about that I would vote for. Uh, right now I'm Cheryl Crow and you're Iron Maiden and there is no other votes. I'm just making sure that that's correct so far. So I voted for Iron Maiden for sure. Right, that's right. I'm rethinking Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott to balance my ballot. To balance your ballot. Uh, and not come across as a chauvinist pig. Okay, um, well, but... listen, I don't I don't think anyone would accuse you of that, that being said. Um, you know, oh, listen, both of us are being picky at the moment. Oh, okay. and both of us are and both of us both of us think that Kate Bush is gonna make it in, no problem, but we're not voting for her. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, Joy Division New Order. I think this one is super easy because we've talked about it. Like, I mean, uh, we had a whole other podcast on it. Um, it's kind of, uh, yeah. yes, yeah. that's a yes. Yeah. That's, I know. That's I mean, we yes. could go on. I don't know if we want to re redo the podcast. I won't, but I think Joy Division alone has a strong case um, in terms of like the, the Velvet Underground path of just being one of the most influential bands um, of that era of rock history, even for my book. But then New Order just carried it even further um, and carried it well past, you know, uh, the 80s and into the 90s. Um, and just that sound to me is just so definitive. It's defining. Um, so I, I'm thrilled to see them on the ballot. I, gosh, I don't know if they get in, though. Like, I, I it's, Really? They get my... But I could see a scenario in which oh. this, this is their first time on the ballot, right? This is their first time on the ballot. Absolutely, it's the first time on the ballot. Absolutely, it's the first time on the ballot. Yes. Maybe uh, I, I think this to, is like, a guard against you know disappointment. Disappointment. Um, and I also would love for them to get in just so that Peter Hook, the bass player, would hopefully reunite with his old bandmates for you know one more show. So I hope so, but I'm not 100 convinced. They get my vote, no question. Well, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, they also get my vote. Again, not surprising. Um, I think New Order has been, you know, undervalued. If they if they were an undervalued stock, I would say buy now, buy, 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 buy. Um, the Joy Division, you know, the Joy Division combo with New Order is to me a no brainer uh, yeah. in terms of getting a vote. Like, like, and and we have also talked about this. We're like. I don't know if I could have voted for Joy Division on its own because of the short the shortness of their catalog, not the Understood. impact, but the shortness of it. The, but them together is like is to me like 
on this list is the most slam dunk of slam dunks of who should be in. You know, again, we did the entire, like, we did an entire podcast on New Order. Um, You know, if you want to know what we think of New Order, listen to episode 13. Um, Actually, I suggest that you go back and listen to episode 13 anyway, because it was a good one. But it was a good one. Oh my, yeah. I mean, oh my God. Um, I love New Order. I've never seen New Order. Every time they're playing, they're goddamn Merriweather, and I never go. Um, you know, I also don't care about the Pet Shop Boys, so that's another thing. But like, I think the New Order, I think New Order has yeah. has flown too far under the radar. And you know, all of everyone knows all of their songs. Everybody has been either you know stoned, drunk, or on some upper to New Order when they didn't even realize that it was on. You know, you probably made out with somebody that you don't remember their name, but New Order was playing in the background. Like, if you haven't listened to Regret by New Order, I recommend that you oh, stop listening to us mercy. right now and listen to Regret about five times in a row and then come back and then say to yourself, should I vote for them? And then realize the answer is, goddamn, yes, you should. Um, you know, Bizarre Love Triangle, like, they're so influential. Like, New Order on its own would have had my vote. If they were nominated by themselves, they were not. Adding Joy Division just makes it to me the most slam dunk. And I do believe that you needed the likes of all three of these groups that are already in the Cure, Depeche Mode, and Duran Duran. Because I, I won't just say the, the first two, because the first two connect more with Joy Division than anything else. And I'm a Eurasia fan too, by the way. Um, but like, but New Order did the dance thing, did the dance music thing, did the extended thing. They set the table for, they set the table, not, they didn't set the table for big beats the way that I love a good big beat as Ski's skis very much aware of my big beat fetish. Um, but they did set the table for a lot of, I don't want to say house music because that's not right, but like a lot of, a lot of 90s electronica early electronica for sure you know stuff like ned's atomic dustbin and you know certainly there's you know i mean there's no jesus jones either right like there, there, there's like you know there's no emf there's no klf like there's, there's, no, there's like a lot yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot that they influence and we'll get back to lgbtq you can't you can't look at new order and not think about that i don't think you can so i i just they're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. yeah. I they're in. I think the du- direct link for me is definitely Depeche Mode, and the Depeche Mode are in. Uh, you have to put New Order in, and like I said, I would put Joy Division in on its own. But I think it makes sense because uh, they're companion pieces, and and in a way, like it's unique for a band like that to carry on under a different banner. Um, you know, when they lost their their first lead singer um, to suicide, yeah. but so at that sense, I think it, it makes sense. I would put Joy Division in on its own because of influence and impact. And then with Joy with New Order, you're right. It it makes it a no brainer. And maybe the more that I think about it, more that you just mentioned it there, the others in the hall, their con- contemporaries, I think they're also a band that likely has a lot of friends in the hall. And so I do mm. see a path for them getting in. I'm just not a hundred hundred percent convinced they do. I think it's um, not. I hope I think- I'm wrong. But I think the double bill here, I think the snobs that are not in the new order might vote for Joy Division and the the people, the you know, the people, the people know new order. 
the snobs no joy division i think that's a killer combo if you went to a high school dance in the 80s or early 90s you danced in new order like to your Period. point like you know you did and <laughs> we all did we, we all, all did danced in a perfect kiss and bizarre love triangle we all did so what about yeah. what a blue monday blue monday a blue monday Everybody, for sure blue monday oh. forget it Oh my God! Like, uh, How does so. it feel to treat me like you do? And yeah, even I if mean, you didn't, even if you didn't on. talk, to, even even if you didn't do it in the '90s or the '80s, dance to 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 Blue Monday, which you did. But even if you don't know that you did it, when you were in the 2000s, you did it to the orgy cover of Blue oh, Monday. Oh, I I had that on a few mixes of that oh, era for sure. Yeah. It's great. It's it a is great really good. cover. It's a great cover. Uh, I love the original the orgy version too. I'm not going to lie. I'm not <laughs> no, going to lie. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, True Faith ceremony. I mean, oh, again, we have Jesus. Age of Consent. Obviously, episode 13 regret, people. Temptation. Episode 13. Episode 13. <laughs> new order, new order, new order. It's just uh, yeah, I mean, come on. I do want to get low life on on vinyl. I know we talked about it in that podcast, but like, same. But like, I you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know what what length I'd go to get it. Um, I again, I even liked Crystal, which is now like early two thousands. Um, I do too. I love that record. Absolutely, they're on top of their game still. So we we can't say enough about New Order. If if I had one pick out of this list it might be new order that's how much i like that's how much i think new order should be in there in fact Ooh, i'll say it i'll say it Pete. it's not yeah it's it's me not for me iron maiden and uh joy division new order for me like either it's one one a i don't know where i go there but well yeah, i know it's, where it's I know definitely where, top I, two that's that's cool i i know where i go and i i just think they've been overlooked i mean literally like it is like it, they've had 20 years to try a Joy Division New Order double bill as a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee. So to me, number one with a bullet. There you go. Yeah, that's that that that's that's Done. what Sherman is. Now Jordan. this one is awesome because my wife and I have been tipsy, is being generous, uh, listening to Faith by George Michael on vinyl on a number of occasions. By the way, an absolute steal when I bought it for like thirteen dollars. And I say I don't, I'm saying when I bought it recent, relatively recently for 13 bucks. So I think it was like within the yeah. last four years. It was pre-pandemic, but I got it on vinyl, and I was like, it's an album I've always loved. George Michael is an absolute, to me, an absolute slam dunk Hall of Famer. Immediately, it's been ridiculous that he's never been nominated until now. It's been a crying shame that he's never been nominated until now. It's about goddamn time that he's been nominated. He's been eligible for 14 years. This is his first year of his being nominated. Um, George Michael. And, 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 and in case anyone's saying George Michael and Wham, to me, that answer is no. Um, to me, George Michael on his own solo um, far eclipses Wham's impact and output, even though I like Wham. So I don't think that you need a double bill to get George Michael in, I think George Michael is by far, I mean, like, I mean, George Michael versus Cindy Lauper, again, not entirely fair, but George, I think George Michael is, uh, he just, he just, he's just dominated. He just dominated the late 80s. 
Um, so for me, George Michael is a no-brainer. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite. Um, you know, I collect 45s, and I got Faith on a 45, and mm-hmm. which is tremendous. And then the next, this, the B-side, Hand to Mouth, is pretty amazing, oh, too. So, so good. Um, yeah, I look, I, I think it's, and it's interesting how, yeah, you just wonder sometimes what gets somebody on the ballot after not being on the ballot. Um, and Taylor Hawkins, when the Foo Fighters were inducted, and he said, you know who else should be in the hall? George Michael's one of the artists that he, he named. Did and he really? He did. And so you just, I go, I, I wow. wonder sometimes if even something like that causes some people in the hall to say, huh, you know what? <laughs> You're right. And you know what? I, Maybe George Michael. <laughs> and look, it's, it's kind of like, and, but it, you know, last year, and we talked about the Eurythmics and how you wondered if like part of the Eurythmics getting in was that career. Well then, you know, why not just Annie Lennox and you talk about Eurythmics in the way that you, we talk about Wham. I, I don't know. That's maybe not be a fair comparison. Uh, well, remember Stewart, what, I don't but... know if you remember what I said about Dave Stewart though, is that because he's such a producer and songwriter that I feel like he has industry support for being yeah. in as Eurythmics. Yeah. That, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, and I think I said, yeah, like if, if, if he's a friend of the hall. I mean, they were a friend of the hall. Right. And yeah. And so, and I have to say though, that the, the edge gave a pretty phenomenal induction speech for Eurythmics. So I'll just shout out the edge. Okay. Uh, All right. Shout out edge. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I thought, huh, he almost changed my mind. Not quite. Um, thanks edge. So, thanks edge. Thanks edge. But yeah, George Michael, and he would look, he was the driving force behind Wham. No, no disrespect to Andrew Ridgely. Well, I guess some. Um, he gets a lot of disrespect. Let's be fair. He gets a lot of disrespect. Well, it's, it's just, you never, it was never clear to me, like, what his role was in the band. Um, and even, like, sometimes they were marketed as Wham featuring George Michael. So, um, but his solo career, you're right. It wasn't as long as I had remembered. No, it's not. It but wasn't I, as yeah. prolific. But to your point, those albums were so impactful um, that, yeah, you, you have to put him in. And I'm glad they finally came to their senses. So he well, definitely gets well, my vote. So he does get your vote. Okay. So he George get Michael gets your yep. okay. he gets so, my vote. Okay. He gets my vote. So now, now we have three votes. Each of us has three votes, and we've agreed on the last two. Okay. If those, uh, you know, if there are any listeners that have never listened to Faith front to back, it's almost a Good perfect, Lord. it's almost a perfect, it's almost a perfect record. Well, and it's it's chock full. Is it a of hits, perfect record? It, it could be. I mean, it's chock full of hits, but it just it fits. There's no filler on there by any means. It just that's what I, that, fits together. Well, that's, yeah, isn't that the just, definition of a perfect? It uh, is. It might be my definition. That's my definition of perfect record. I shouldn't say it, it is everyone's. My definition of perfect record is 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 you know i mean i mean it's batting a thousand it's like what it's like uh exile on main street it's you know for me it's uh uh revolver uh, uh you know i I'll, I'll throw an automatic for the people in there into that mix um, sure uh, for yeah. sure and yeah for me it's also the joshua tree and octum baby obviously and so yeah i think like it's there man um there, and, there there's not yeah. a bad there's not a bad song off of faith it's not a bad song of a faith because it's nine. It's a nine track record. Shout out less than 10 song shout records. Out, man. Sh- One shout more time. Out, what, another shout out for a short record. But yes. here's, here's, here's this album. And also when it came out in 1987, this album has 
that's a thousand because it's faith. This is an order. Faith, father figure. I want your sex parts one and two. One more try. Hard day. Hand to mouth. Look at your hands. Monkey kissing a fool. Boom, 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 boom. I think that was nine booms. It doesn't matter. It bats a thousand. Front, start to finish. It, it's a Hall of Fame record that deserves a Hall of Fame nomination, even if he did nothing else. And I don't know if you can always say that. You know, like, I don't know if you can always say that about every artist. And then he had other hits as well that were like stratospheric. Um, and he was like the biggest, the biggest star pre-grunge from 1987, right? Like, if you told me to pick a record between George, Michael Jackson's Bad or George Michael's Faith, I'd take Faith every single time. Every single time. And that's me, but th- i take that every single time. It's maybe that. Is it? I don't know. I'm I, I'm a white guy. Like, is it? Is, is that part of the problem? I don't know. Like, let me pull up Michael Jackson's bed. I like. There's a myth. There's a miss on Michael Jackson's bed. I'm not saying it's a bad record. I'm, I mean, oh, I just can't stop loving you. Of course, there's a miss on there. Yeah, that's a terrible song. You think it's a terrible song? I just can't stop loving you. Yeah, oh, it's that's not the one. That's not the one that strikes me. But I like your take. Really? So, I kind of like yeah. that song. I, no, <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, meanwhile, I don't know why he's not canceled. I'm saying you're talking about him. Like, you know, but I still can't understand why he's not canceled. Um, now I've got to pull up bad. Anyway. So, yeah. Because now I've got to prove it. Now I've got to prove it. <laughs> I kind of have a feeling he gets in, and it's just a shame it happens, you know, after he's no what? longer with us. But I think George oh, Michael gets oh, in. Uh, yeah. But do you? I don't know. I feel like it's a fence pick. I don't want it to be. You think he's in? I think it's one of those picks, for me at least, where people would say, oh, right. Why would we do this before? Uh, we effed up. Uh, thank yeah, you, like, Taylor, for okay. reminding like us. A Lionel, yeah. Like a Lionel Richie? Like a Lionel Richie kind of deal. Yeah, that was another one. Like, how many times was Lionel nominated before he got that, you know, before he got in, right? Was that the, just the only time had he been nominated? So anyway, like, I... Yeah, it was. Yeah, I He'd think, never been I nominated think, before. And Lionel and probably George Michael, too, suffered maybe from... 80s Not disease. being as prolific... Or 80s disease and not being as prolific as others. You know, they took some time off and long breaks a lot of time albums, off. so... Yeah, yeah, a lot of time off. That's so true. anyway, I'm, I'm glad he's on the ballot and I, he gets one of my votes, George Michael. Absolutely. Slam, slam dunk for me. Just quick back to the bad thing. I don't remember Speed Demon. I don't know Liberian Girl or Just Good Friends. I think another part of me is kind of a bullshit song. Um, oh, I, I, just like can't stop I like that one. Do you? See, <laughs> I, do. See, yeah. like, I, I just can't stop loving you doesn't bother me as much. I think Jordy Diana is brilliant. Sweet Criminal is brilliant. Um, yep, um, Man in the Mirror is the best song off that record, um, I think, or or the way you make me feel. Maybe it's the way you make me feel. I don't know, but uh, still, there's a few. There's like it's not it's not nine for nine, and I mean there's ten songs on it, but it doesn't go ten for ten, which is hard to do. But again, faith, that's a thousand. There it is. There we it agree. Is. Willie Nelson. Yeah, I, look, I mean, this is, uh, you know. Tough to me. This is yeah, tough. Well, I, he gets my vote, and here's why. Like, look. I mean, really? Year, yeah, and they nominated okay. 
they nominated Dolly Parton last year and she got right. my vote. And I originally looked at it as, oh, this is the hall. Like, same with Lionel Richie. Oh, making up for lost time. And oh, shoot, we overlooked these people for years. And, you know, there yeah. was some pushback to her. And initially, Dolly Parton said, I, I don't want it. I'm not a rock artist. I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't deserve it. Take me off the list. But I think as soon as they let her in, they're like, well, they started looking around like, well, shoot, you know, we should put Willie in. And Willie <laughs> just strikes me ultimately as, and I'm not talking as like a massive Willie Nelson fan, don't get me wrong, but he's more rock and roll than Dolly Parton is in the sense of that rebel, that outlaw that, you know, goes his own way, you know, with his songs and his persona. So I'm like, Okay, it fits. You let in Parton. You got to let in um, Willie Nelson too. Have they let in H- Hank Williams into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That'd be the other one that'd be like, well, um, maybe we should clean it up with Hank Williams too. That would be maybe the third if, if he's not in. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. In Dolly Parton, which I supported, she got my vote. I think it, you did. It didn't, you did support that. I did. I wasn't surprised when Will Nelson was on the ballot. It was like, well, shoot, I have to be consistent. He's just a little bit more, to you know, paraphrase Donny Osmond and Marie Osmond, a little bit more rock. Yeah. So, yeah. So he gets my vote. He doesn't get mine, but I think he's in easy. I think so too. I, yeah, I definitely think he gets in. Yeah. I I he doesn't get my vote because, and I don't think I voted for Dolly Parton either. You um, didn't. You didn't. I don't. I don't think I did. And 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 so I think. I think I'm still with a little bit of a bias toward, even though he's insanely influential. He's 90 years old. Like and he's, you know, he's outlaw country for sure. He's the definition of it. Nothing but respect. I, I think it's to me still tight ballot. Um, maybe I'll come back to it. And give him the seventh vote if I have it. That that that's where I sit on Willie. I'm also gotcha. not super like I'm also not like super familiar with the catalog other than like you know the biggest of big hits like Mama Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys like which is an incredible song. Um, yeah, I I don't I I can't sit here and vouch for Willie, but I'm not gonna like be like oh no Willie doesn't deserve it or Willie shouldn't be there, you know yeah. like it's. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not something I can really, I'm not ready to give my vote, not because I'm trying to withhold it, but like, essentially, if I have a seventh vote, then maybe it'll come back to it. That's, I think I, th- that makes sense to me. Yeah, it, for me, it, 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 Dolly Parton opened the door and I think it made sense for the hall to include some of the yeah. country music, country music originals and said i think yes really more fits that you know category than perhaps even dolly parton does as much as i love her and probably know more of her catalog than i do willie's but yeah just the outlaw country you know persona and then the songs themselves i mean they're generational songs are great every generation yeah every generation knows those songs um even if i'm not deep into the catalog so yeah i get it i get why you know, the Eddie Trunks of the world are kind of like, you know, wait a minute, you know, how many rock acts have to wait before they, you know, put in all these countries? That's where I go with, that's where, that's where I go with Eddie on, I go with Eddie that more on country. I go with him, I go with Eddie more on the country element of that. Like, I don't know if you can backdoor Willie Nelson, that seems weird too. But 
I, I would I would more you know Goodfellas, Goodfellas Copa Willie than somebody else. I don't know. So it, right now yeah. uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a yellow on Willie, but that's only because I only because I'm like okay. So I get to this next one on this list, and it's Raging Against the Machine, and they have been nominated. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. I believe this is their fifth nomination in six tries. Um, here's a true story. Here's a true story about Tom Morello. So every year I go to the same conference in New York City. Uh, every year that I'm you know working on my normal gig in the arts, going to this you know conference and talking to people and selling their shows and shit. And this was now I guess at least five years ago. I don't even, I didn't even recall it, but a good friend of mine who is from the great state of Wisconsin, uh, he was at one venue and now he's at, he's at a venue in Milwaukee. He, uh, he had posted uh, a picture recently on Instagram of him getting a pizza from, <laughs> from original famous Rays. Now, if you know New York City at all, you know that like, there are multiple chains of restaurants of pizza of pizza joints called Rays. Okay, there's like yeah. a Rays. Right. There's like a famous. Right. There's like a Rays. There's a famous Rays. There's an original Rays, and then there's a famous original Rays. Okay, like and nobody knows the real difference unless your name is Ray, or maybe if your name is famous, or maybe your name is original. It doesn't really matter. Like, right. like there's a running gag about like if you have a pizza joint, if you put either famous or original before it, or Ray's at the end, like you, it somehow justifies like your existence as a pizza joint. Okay, so I'm out with this guy, one of my best buddies. He's such a great guy. His nickname is MVP to a very select number of people because he is the MVP. Okay, so that's the kind of level of guy that this guy is. He's great. Right. We had too many drinks. Great. We find a famous original raise. Great. I don't remember the point of the night where we, where me and the MVP staggered into famous original raise. But whatever point of the night that it was that we needed to do that so that we could function the next day, which we successfully both did independently. But in order for us to function, Ski, right, we go into Famous Originals Rays and we order, we order pizza. You know, we order whatever the hell's there. Apparently. So I comment on MVP's uh, picture when he was just there, uh, you know, weeks ago. Before I got to New York, and he was saying, you know, famous original. Need, I'm not sure if that's famous or original. And he writes to me on Instagram. He goes, do you remember when we met Tom Morello? And I was like, and I was like, and I like hearted the, the comment about, about when we met Tom Morello. But then I saw him a few days later and I said, MVP. Did we meet Tom Morello? <laughs> like, at Famous Originals Race? Like, did we do that? And he's like, yeah, and you talked to him first. And I was like, you're telling me that we were so wrecked that I don't remember talking to Tom Morello at Famous Original Race? Like, <laughs> that I don't remember that at all? And he's like, you don't remember? I was like, no. <laughs> I don't remember oh, man. Tom Morello, and he and you were like, and he was like super nice, 
and you were like, man, he was super nice. And like, and, and I'm like, and you're sure it was him? Because clearly I didn't remember. And he's like, oh no, it was definitely Tom Morello. I didn't recognize him at first and then you said it was and then like he was super nice and it was Tom Morello. So that's my, rage, that's my rage against the machine story. <laughs> and uh, now that they're back on the ballot, it would be wrong not to vote for my friend who was nice to me at Famous Original Race, Tom Morello. So could they get my vote? Wow. I, you know, Tom Morello, one thing to say about Tom Morello is that he and I, he and I were, were both staffers for uh, U.S. Senators from California. So uh, back you? in the day, he worked. He, yeah, well, yeah, I was, and he was. Did you get Senator. pizza with him? Did you get pizza I didn't with get him? pizza with him. No, that, you, got, you got me there, Sherman. No, but, no, uh, no. I'm not, it's not a pissing contest if I don't remember. <laughs> You still there? <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> you all right? Oh, there. Don't ch- don't choke on a pizza. Yeah. Don't choke on the pizza. No. So, um, so where are you on rage? Like ultimately, because I'm really torn um, on this one this year. Um, how many times has Rage been nominated? Do you have five. that? Five. They've been nominated so- five times in six years, and they never get, and they haven't gotten in yet. And it seems to me yeah. that they should have been in already. It feels, again, for me, and honestly, like I'm, you know, pizza story aside, like I'm not, I'm not like the biggest fan of all of their tunes. They're incredibly influential. Tom Morello is a great guitarist and like, and they're political. Like I, I it, it seems weird that they're not in yet. I, it's almost a vote just to get them in, just to like not see them anymore in, on this list. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't voted for them in the past when they've been on the ballot and you and I have talked about them. Um, but I'm close this year, if only because I do think, I do think their discography is, it, it could be longer. Um, it could. But the, sort of the impact of that sound and, you know, meshing metal with hip hop. Um, I, I don't think there are in a lot of other bands that have done that. And and certainly, you know, I'd rather give them the nod than anything that came out of that new metal uh, era. Uh, yeah, MU. agreed. Um, agreed. I'm, but I'm definitely on the fence, partly because I just I never was fully into them. Although some of their songs, oh, like so Renegades hot. of Funk" are so yeah. good, and "Bulls on Parade" is so good. Um, so you know, I, I I'm tempted this year if I have a seventh vote. Um, Okay. I'm not there yet. I want to go through the rest of this ballad, but All right. I, I see I see their path because of that combining hip hop and metal in a way that few others really succeeded at. Um, not as artistically anyway. Like there right. I mean, yeah. there's there's so I mean, listen, you know there I mean Limp Biscuit kind of came back a bit lately. Corn has had a revival and there's some people that swear by it. Um, I mean it's not like I mean Lincoln Park I think Lincoln Park, whenever they're able to get nominated, will actually get in to the hall. God help us. God help I don't know. Us I, I don't know, man. I feel like of all of them, they were always the ones that everybody was like, uh, I mean, like, System of a Down has a huge following. Like, there's like, there's a there's a thread that that, that is going to get a lot of love. It's not going to be that far away. It's going to be Pretty soon, like in the next couple of years. I tell you what, when I will, 
I will make my rant when they make the ballot and we do this podcast when Lincoln Park is on the ballot, then I will go full rant mode. Nice. I'm not gonna do it here. Nice. Because they're not on the ballot yet. They don't deserve to be. But Ooh, I'll just say that. There it is. Save it for later, baby. <laughs> the English beat. Save it for later. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's let's get to the next one. Um well I feel like this one's easy. It's Soundgarden. Yeah, and they get my vote. Um yeah. Mind yeah, you, look at, listen to the pod. Um, I think Episode four. They they get overlooked because they're not Nirvana and Pearl Jam, but they're just as heavy and they're just as impactful um, in my book. Never, maybe not the level of. I mean, certainly Pearl Jam has had a much longer career, um, and Nirvana was more impactful. But they get overlooked because they were the you know they they weren't part of that initial duo. Um, Although the roots are in the same scene, the same community. And I think their albums are as heavy as anything that came out of that era and were su- super impactful. Um, and I hate when they get just tossed into the grunge category um, because I think in some ways that's been used to dis- dismiss bands like Soundgarden and they don't deserve to be. So yeah, they get my vote. They absolutely get my vote. If we're talking about that era of of, of grunge bands, right? Like I feel like they are third um from in in that in that uh, in that era for me like you have nirvana and pearl jam and i always put pearl jam over nirvana because i was always a pearl jam guy first but you know obviously nirvana you know you, you know you want to throw into the overall category of absolute icons from that era the grunge of the grunge sound you know clearly you're talking about alice and change you're talking about Meat Puppets, you know, Mud Honey. Um, I throw Screaming Trees into that mix. Um, of like, you know, I think Stone Temple Pilots who got knocked. I mean, we've had we've had a whole Stone Temple Pilots podcast, but like, I put them in that category. Who else am I missing from like the the grunge the grunge grunge uh, bands? Well, I think like, whole, I mean those whole, are the ones that whole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, ish, 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 um, right. But yeah, I got most of them. Yeah, I got got most most of them. And I think, and I think Soundgarden is third. I think Soundgarden is right behind Pearl Jam. I, I think Allison Chains is a strong four. To be honest, like I think I I I agree with you. And I thought about that when I saw Soundgarden on the ballot because I wasn't into Allison Chains during that era, but I've come around to them. Yeah, I've definitely come around to them um, since then, and I'm tempted to you know make a case for them. What's no nominations. About, yeah, and and I don't know. If we t- I can't remember if we touched on this on the pod, but what's interesting about Soundgarden is like there's definitely a path where they were gonna they were gonna emerge as a proper metal band, you know, more yeah. akin to the Sunset Strip than ultimately Seattle. But then Nirvana blew up, and then yeah, they were from there too, and they had they're all friends, and so they got caught up in that but i i don't know i listened to super unknown again this weekend oh it's the best that's pretty close to a perfect record too for that's a perfect and record that's a perfect so, record yeah i they, they i think that chris cornell you know if they get in won't be there to uh perform but you know nirvana did such a good job of bringing in you know singers to do their songs when they got inducted and i hope soundgarden has a chance to do the same so um Me too. Me deserved too. it long over i hope they get in i mean like you know i i i, I 
yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't either. They they get my vote. I I, yep. I hope that I hope that they don't split the vote. Hope that there's not some weird rage Soundgarden split. Yeah, agreed. They're not the same, so we'll see. But I think you know, uh, I like the fact that Soundgarden came back onto the list. You know, because as I said before, that you know, there's no guarantees you keep getting invited back. I mean, shit, the Smiths have been nominated twice and they're not in. And that's weird, right? That like is this, weird. That is definitely weird. That's that's a American bias against the Smiths, and I'm not a Smiths that, fan. Um, that's weird. I, but yeah, that is very also, weird. Also, this is the first year that um, one of my favorite bands uh, it had the opportunity to be nominated and they haven't yet. Um, it's okay that they haven't been nominated yet, but it's Queens of the Stone Age. And I think Queens of the Stone Age are so incredible. Um, but there's no chance that Queens ever gets in until Soundgarden gets in either. Because to me, uh, like the whole, you know, desert rock thing is uh, a, a weird spinoff offshoot of grunge. Um, and and I love it. And, you know, I, I think Soundgarden, I think Soundgarden, I think Soundgarden has a real fighting chance of getting in this year. And I hope that they make it. I hope that they make it. Likewise. The Spinners. I love this pick. Um, I love this pick because it's unlike anything else that's on there. Um, yeah. As, as a killer, killer R&B act from the 70s. Um, I, 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 I don't have a vote for it, but I love that it's there. Does that make any sense? It, it does. No, and it. I don't have a vote for them either and it was but because this is just one that i wasn't really familiar with their catalog and i thought that they were more of like a late 50s early 60s band am i wrong am i wrong some of the songs that i know no no but some of the songs that i know like working my way back to you 1979 you know the the rubber band man 1976 uh games people played yeah so yeah you're right i mean they you know, I'm coming home. 1974. Then came you with Dionne Warwick. 74. So, yeah, I was that kind of surprised me. And so I listened. That was, they were one of the acts that when I saw them on the ballot, I'm like, well, let me. Wow. Spin a few, spin a few I always thought songs. they were 70s more than anything because Rubber Band Man and all of that shit. But okay, all right, okay. No, they are. No, that's what I'm saying. No, they are. It's it's that, that's all like late 70s. Could um, it be I'm falling in love? Yeah, that, really? no, sure, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, right. yeah, songs, yeah. like 1974, 75, 76, 79. So you're yeah. right. I thought they were like one of those 50s bands, like okay. the Ink Spots or something. And no. Yeah, right. yeah. so I, that surprised me. Um, and I knew more songs than I realized, you know, when I went to just, I just spun like their, you know, top four or five songs on Apple Music. So yeah, no, I, I, I don't know their catalog enough. Uh, to really to give them a vote and especially this category but yeah i like the fact that they're on there too um and i'll keep listening to them and who knows we'll see future maybe they, maybe they're maybe they're the like the classic backdoor candidate now could be yeah could be i mean now that i'm looking at my trusty list thank god i, I like thank god i like uh bookmark this list oh my god it's fantastic um, in case anyone's wondering, it's some some website called Future Rock Legends, and it's called the Snub List. And this is the thing I reference all the time. That's right. Where I'm like, That's how right. many times have they been nominated? Because they keep track of it. And they do a phenomenal job. So shout out to Future Rock Legends.com. 
the snub list that is my reference point for like how many times a band has been eligibly nominated, eligible to be nominated, and how many times they actually get nominated. So the spinners have technically been eligible since. So you're not ski. You're not completely off here because they've been eligible for 37 years, which essentially means because you have to have 25 years from your debut record that their first record was uh, 62 years ago, right? So like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, I think, yeah, I, I'm looking at 61. I think is when you know they're formed in the 50s. 61 came out, but I, I was surprised at the number of songs and hits they had in in the mid to late 70s. That so they're a bit of a late bloomers, but they've been nominated yeah. four times. They've been nominated yeah. four times yep. for the yep. for the Rock and Roll yep. Hall of Fame. So it's almost like if you were going to if you were gonna do uh, if you were gonna do a backdoor situation, if they don't get the votes, they're kind of the perfect candidate for a backdoor induction. Um, even in a way, even maybe potentially in a way that's greater than Iron Maiden getting backdoored. Maybe, like I said earlier, like maybe Iron Maiden gets through the front door because Judas Priest got through the back. Um, you know, again, all of this to to be completely honest about this, like I think this list is super, super strong. I think, it, I think it's a strong list. Yeah, I don't no, think there's... there's any. There's nobody who gets in that I'm going to be like, oh fuck that. There's, they should have been in. No, none there's... of them. None of these fifteen artists. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. We I hate Bush. I'm just, I'm just not there. And there are others that I'm just not there. <laughs> but you know. Um, well, we know Kate is getting in. It's so, a strong, like, it's... but it is ultimately it's a strong. It, you're right. It, it's a strong list. I'll get into some of the others why, but uh, yeah, it's a strong list. You know, you know, you know, your hot take is is more than welcome in this in this establishment you know i appreciate that you know that so if you need to go off do it now do it go well no let's we haven't touched on everyone let's let's get to the rest of all right okay tribe it's a tribe y'all i've been thinking a lot about this and i definitely this is another one where tonight i was like let me go back and listen to you know some of their you know massive songs um I'm tempted to give them a vote for this reason because i do like i said i am a big hall guy and if you're gonna do a big hall and include more hip-hop acts like i said i see the path forward for missy elliott and i see the path forward for a tribe called quest and i don't okay own, yeah as i said like a lot of hip-hop albums but in terms of you know a different take on hip-hop and a different take on the genre and coming at it from left field a la de la soul in some ways yeah um the one 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 of the other hip-hop bands that i have an album of um so that I, I see it. I'm not super, you know, I'm not a massive fan. Um, but I was struck by listening to um, some of their songs today, just how they approach it from such a, such a different direction. And so it doesn't surprise yeah. me how other artists cite them as a massive influence because they did take that I left that. turn and had a success in a way that De La Soul didn't quite have that diggable planets you thought maybe have based on that one album but you know didn't last so yeah i see the path forward for them um, and i honestly am tempted to give them a vote for that um that if you're if i am a big hall guy and hip-hop deserves more representation in the hall they should be represented there i i have to think it through before the end of this podcast before i make that call um i, I have you. maiden soundgarden george michael Willie Nelson. Uh, so I'm already at five. So I'm, I'm doing seven. I got, ooh, I'm a, that's going to be tough. That's going to be this call. Well, so. there's only, this, this is the third to last one to consider. So, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I am capping the votes at seven. 
because seven got in last year. Like, we could be wrong, everyone. They could let in eight. They could let in eight. They could let in ten. They don't tell us. We don't know. We really don't. It's a mystery. Um, I I also respect Tribe. Um, I also can't tell you that, like, I'm such a fan that I could quote most of the stuff. I mean, I think everyone knows the chorus to Can I Kick It? Of course. (laughs) Yes, you can. Did we go to high school in the 90s, Sherman? (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, my my favorite song, my favorite song and the one I know the most about that took me forever to realize, and people had to tell me that Busta Rhymes was on it, is Scenario. Because I think I could I could listen to Scenario 30 times in a row, in a row and not get tired of it, that song. Yeah. Um, you know, but I do I own the copy of Low End Theory? Should I? Yes. The answer is no, I don't. So I, I, I can't sit here and be phony and be like, oh, my God, I am the biggest Tribe fan ever. Um, I know they were on the tour of Alpalooza 94. Um, true. So Very I true. saw yeah. them. So I saw them. Um, because I saw all the headliners. Um, I, I think they still don't get my vote. I, they don't, they don't. Um, but as I said earlier, if they make it, that's awesome. You know, like I, I I literally, and I will even include Kate Bush. Like there was nobody on here where I'm like, oh my God, how could they make it? Like none of these 15, um, they're, they all, they all have a strong case. Uh, strong enough case that I am like not like I'm just I'm 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 kind of, I'm actually just shocked at how good the list is. I'm still shocked. I like you know last well, week when it came out, I was like, this is a great list, and also people are listening to our podcast about Joy Division and New Order, um, like and Soundgarden, like you know, like like I, I went there, right? but but yeah, I don't well, know what tribe gets in, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna vote for it. One quick add on Tribe, and I totally forgot about this, but as you were talking, I remembered that I did see them. And did you too at the Tibetan Freedom concert uh, in New York way back then? I must have seen. I must have. Then I must have seen them them there. Yeah, I definitely remember them seeing them there because what what I remember is like somebody said free Tibet, free Tibet, free free Kashmir. Yeah, so yeah, I, I we definitely I definitely saw them. I think you probably did too. So. Ladies and gentlemen, two white people from the suburbs. Yay! Woo! Hey! Woo! Things we shouldn't be talking about. No, no. I mean, they're, listen, like I said, I they, they don't have my vote, but it, it that could very easily, we, I could be wildly incorrect, right? Because they're, they completely deserve it. You know, like, again, I think this whole list deserves to be in. So, yeah. The White Stripes, on the other hand, for me, one of my favorite bands. This is a no-brainer for me. Um, I could tell eight million stories about. It. I only saw the White. I've seen the White Stripes twice. Um, I loved seeing the White Stripes. Uh, I think Jack White is brilliant. Some people may not think he's brilliant, or tired of him, or think he's whatever. I don't care. I disagree. I love him. I love what he's done. I love that he keeps going. He keeps pushing boundaries. His most recent two records this past year, like were wildly different. Um, and if you want to listen to like two sides of a very different coin, listen to each album all the way through, uh, all the way through fear, uh, fear of the dawn and um, 
the other one. I'm blanking on it now. Um, but um, like Jack, I, like, and if you want to say like, well, I wouldn't vote for the white stripes, but I put Jack White in. I can see that. However, I will say that of all of the different Jack White projects, and I have seen him perform in every one of them. I've seen him perform solo. I've seen him with the Dead Weather. I have seen him uh, with with the White Stripes, and I've seen him with the Rankin Tours. And he's never been better than when he was with Meg. It was insane. It felt like you were seeing something completely unique. And even if you weren't, even if you could say, well, he was just a rock and roll version of like, of like Johnny Cash and, um, uh, oh my God, what, why am I blanking on Johnny Cash's wife or lover at the time? June Cash. June. Yeah. Right. June, June. Carter Cash. June yeah. Carter Cash. Thank you. Like, I, no matter what, like, it was awesome to see just racket. And the dynamic that he had, when he has that dynamic of him performing for a woman on stage with Meg, like he was performing for her. He was never performing for you as the audience. He was always trying to prove something to the other woman on stage. That's when he's at his best. That's always when he'll be at his best. I don't care what that means. I've seen it. It's real. And the white stripes were, they, they picked an aesthetic. It could be, you could call it phony or you could call it brilliant. I don't care. It worked. You could call it shtick. It worked. The white stripes are incredible. First ballot Hall of Famers, don't care. Vote for them every single time I see them on a ballot. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, to be fair, they're one of the bands where it's there's no question for me they don't get my vote. Um, I'm not on the fence at all at the White Stripes. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've, I've just, I've never been there. I've, I've never been there. I, and I've so always been, people, and I've always been there, you and I've always, always have been, been there. and I know other friends that have always have been that worship Jack White, worship any record he produces, uh, performs on. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Sat through it might get loud with Jimmy Page, The Edge, and Jack White was the other <laughs> third guitarist pick for that. And, I love that movie. Anyway, uh, well, I love the movie too, but I still question Jack White really. And I don't know. Oh. I, actually, I just don't hear it. I just oh. don't hear it. But they're a hundred percent locked to get in. I've said this about other artists. The White Stripes fit this hall. Honorary. Wow. I'm not there, but they fit the suit, so they'll get in despite my lack of enthusiasm. Um, yeah, what can I say? I, there, yeah, I, I just, I just don't hear it. That's the simplest way I can put it. Um, I just don't hear it. I don't see what other people hear in them, but I do think they get in because they fit the suit. So there it is. I just want everyone to realize that there are times, and this is absolutely one of them. You know, I, I sometimes, you know, when Ski and I talk about like, okay, our podcast, I'm like, what do we want to talk about? And like, do we agree too much or something? I say that. I wonder like, oh man, do we agree too much on this podcast? And, and, and this just proves the times that we don't, you know, like, yeah. I think that's, yeah. I, think, no, it's, it's I think it's great, but I think that's great. I mean, like, like, because it's not, I'm not like first taking this where I'm like, let's embrace debate or some bullshit. Like, it's like, no, like, you know, like. 
hey, like you're like, yeah, they fit a certain, they fit the suit. Like you think they're going to get in and it doesn't work for you. It doesn't, it doesn't work for you. You know, no. I'll never convince you that it will work for you because you're like, it doesn't work for you. And yet like I, I, it completely works for me. And, and, and um, you know, yeah. I mean, hell, we went to a concert last week and that worked for me yeah. and did not work for you at all. And you were super nope. polite and stayed through the whole thing. You were like, <laughs> at the end, so we went to see this band dry cleaning that I completely am obsessed with. And like, I will, we do agree that the opener for dry cleaning was atrocious. Like we do yeah. agree that that was, uh, that was, they were really awful. Um, 25 years living in D.C., it's up there with top two worst performances I've seen in a D.C. music venue. 25 years. Top two. The the opener. The opener. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. The opener. Yeah. The opener. Not, not you know, but, but you know, you weren't crazy about the headliner, but you it was not like it was not like it was for the opener. You were like, I want to get out of here. I wish that I could cut my ears off Van Gogh style. Like you were like, I, I want out. But yeah. No. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, but anyway, I, I could have been harsher, but I didn't want to be harsh because, like, you so into it, and I could see, I could see why you were into them, and I can see why people are what, into dry cleaning. You mean dry cleaning? Dry cleaning, and I can see why people are into the white. I just, like I said, I just don't hear it. Um, and for right. me, that's that's what it comes down to. It's like I, I just I don't hear it. And individual songs that obviously I like and I get, um, but as an act, as a Hall of Famer, no, I I just don't hear it. Well. Well, we absolutely disagree on that one, and that's totally <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm obsessed with them anyway. But Warren Zevon, yeah, I I love this nomination. Um, I I love that he's finally been nominated. Um, I I don't know when it was, but um, it was relatively recently. There had I was watching, I was watching some reels, I think, on Instagram and. The the you know when Warren Zevon was dying of cancer, I believe. Um, yeah, he was one of David Letterman's like late show with David Letterman's like favorite favorite. Yeah, um, I know the clip. Yeah, I know the clip. You know the yep. clip I'm talking about. Like yep. one yep. of his favorite people to have on the show to perform and to sing, and and there was is it, it, this clip. Uh, it's I don't know. It's like 10, 15 minutes where like David Letterman knew that like. Or did he not? Or did he not know? Now I don't remember. But like, like he let. Warren I think he Zivon, knew. I think he knew. He, yeah, yeah. He did, wasn't it was like only Warren Zevon for the like the entire episode or something like that. Like, but like that's how much Letterman loved Warren Zevon, and just let him on and, and let him do whatever he wanted to do. And like, you know, man, like can can you think of a higher compliment that somebody who is a celebrity who has, you know, who had. No question at the time, one of the top two late night TV shows at, at the time would let Warren Zevon at that time, not popular, like just that he just loved Warren Zevon. It's like, this is what I'm doing. I'm letting him come on the show and sing and talk to me because I know he doesn't have a long time left on, yeah, exactly. on yeah. planet Earth. And I'm going to let him do this. And I'm going to not only, I'm going to insist on it, and I don't care what the audience thinks. And like, I don't know how often you get, particularly with the clout that Letterman had at that point and the audience that he actually had. Like, you think about that, like, you know, like, even if you were, even if you had that kind of clout, you wouldn't, you'd have it on a streaming service right now. You would not have it on like 1130 at night, you know, 
like late night TV wars, like battling it out. You wouldn't like hand over a, a half hour to Warren Zevon at that point. And then he, but he did that. He had the ability to do that. I, and not to, and then that notwithstanding, he's been able to be nominated for 29 years. This is his first nomination. The guy is an incredible songwriter. He's so clever, extremely dark, you know, like a, a, a descendant of the Leonard Cohen tree and the Tom Waits tree in many ways of like dark lyrics, clever, more of an Elvis Costello vibe in terms of the songs themselves. Um, really, I think it's a really cool pick by the Rock Hall to nominate Warren Zevon. I think he has no chance of getting in unless it's a backdoor in. But I'm, yeah, it's I nice to right. see him. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love that clip with Letterman just because of how poignant it is for somebody that knows they're not going to be around for much longer. And I think Letterman knew that too. And that's moving and that's, you know, impactful. Um, and yeah. I've seen that before. Um, yeah, I think in just like a typical Hall fashion, again, they nominate someone like this, you know, years after he, he passed away. And uh, they just can't <laughs> seem to get it right. George Michael and now Warren Zevon this time. I don't know. Like, I, I feel I just don't know him as well, perhaps, as you do. And I don't I mean, I know the biggest hit, you know, where was one? Of course, I think my roommate, my freshman year at Dickinson had Warren Zevon's greatest hits or something like that. Lawyers, um, Guns, Lawyers, Guns and Money is a great song. Lawyers, Guns but, and Money is a great song. I guess, like, for me, like, the for me is somebody like Meatloaf. And I know so many people. What? Are obsessed. Well, let, let me finish. Are obsessed Sorry. with, you know, the first Meatloaf album. And it's in, obsessed in a way that, like, you know, they listened to it in car rides. And, you know, their parents loved it. And it was just, it was a soundtrack of their houses. And I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I just, it wasn't for me. And I feel like there are other, like, people that I know that love Warren Zevon, it has a similar impact. Like it's, they feel really connected to him. They feel really connected to his songs. It's, okay. it tells a story of a time in their lives, you know, the way that like that meat wilt record does, I think for a lot of my friends, but I just, I'm just not familiar with him um, beyond, you know, some of the hits. And so I, I, I can't give him a vote for that reason. And it's not out of any, like, I didn't like the songs or I, you know, I don't like, you know, what, what he did that album. I just, I'm just, for somebody that, it's so familiar to me the name i just i'm not very familiar with his catalog overall so Got it. i'll just okay. leave it at that yeah i have to be fair there and i tried listening to a couple more songs today and the where was london was of course was the first one and then the second one was one of those songs that he wrote right before he passed on apple music um that was like the second most streamed song uh, not Got surprisingly it. so but i do remember that letterman clip and it was really poignant because you don't you don't see that on late night you don't see that on television period really you don't um, see it at all now but i yeah, mean like yeah but nah. but even then even then even then it was uh tougher to see so all right you've only got five votes then bro yeah okay um i'm gonna round it out um i'm gonna give <laughs> I mean, one you don't to, have to <laughs> no i am no i'm gonna give one to tribe called quest um i've changed my mind there and i can't not vote for a woman here um, so I'm going to do a 180 and I am going to vote for Cheryl Crow. So I'll give Cheryl Crow myself. Cheryl Crow. Tuesday Night Music Club for Cheryl Crow because despite what I said, I do think the rest of her catalog doesn't measure up to those first two records, but those first two records are amazing um, and enough 
for me. So, so you go yeah. with you go yeah. not to make you back off or change your mind, but you're you're going with Cheryl over Cindy Lauper. I'm going with Cheryl over Cindy Lauper and Missy Elliott. I think I I hate to split like a hip hop vote, but I'm gonna split hip hop. Well, I'm gonna say, well, yeah, I'm gonna pick Tribe Called Quest you're going tribe. vote over Missy Elliott. Cheryl Crow because I think her albums were more the first two records were more impactful than Cindy, though Cindy probably had more top forty hits um, overall. She did. She did. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a time where you got. It was also a time where like you could get more top forty hits in the eighties than you could in right, the nineties. Yeah, very, very fair. Yeah, very fair. And I guess so. Yeah, I'll do Cheryl because those first two records for me also are time and place. Um, yeah, where I was in my life, you know, college, studying abroad. Um, I bought Tuesday Night Music Club in Bologna. I know sure. I'm in Bologna all the time on this podcast. But yeah, but it's for that reason. Like you you remember those times, you remember those moments, and you remember falling in love with those records um, and where you were when you did so. So, But I, I have to say, like, if Sidney Lauper gets on the ballot again, um, I'm going to go back and dig into, you know, one of my favorite things, like when we're vinyl record collecting, is picking up albums um, like that, like I picked up Patty Smythe and Scandal, The Warrior, and I really it's just that you know '80s hits. Well, what was the full album like? So I have Shebop on forty on a forty-five, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll see, dig out, uh, dig into her catalog a little bit more. Um, and if she makes the ballot again, we'll see. But Show Crow this time. Show Crow, uh, I love that you took Show Crow um, because I voted for. Her also like off the bat um it is tough to argue most of she's so unusual by cindy lopper you know i'm looking at it right now just pulling it up and like you have money changes everything is the first song which is a killer girls just want to have fun when you're when you were mine which is a prince song that is oh that's right that's right which is a better version of when you were mine i think it's actually by the bangles but it's still a killer fucking song. It's so good. Then time after time, then she bop and all through the night. Like, yeah. like, like to me, that's a six song streak from one through six before you get into witness. I'll kiss you. He's so unusual. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. say that she's so unusual is a perfect record, but you really, it, it is. But first six are so strong. Yeah. That, 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 you know, again, a very, like, it's, 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 it is neck and neck to talk about whether Cindy Lauper is worthy of the hall, even from the first six songs on that record alone. Like, she deserves the nomination for sure. And then you get to the theme from the Goonies, you get to, um, you know, you know, uh, True Colors, you get to some of the other things that she's done later, you get to her jazz records, like, you know, like, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm talking myself into, like, maybe having Cindy Lauper as my seventh pick, because right now I have Cheryl, I have Joy Division New Order, which thankfully is just one, George Michael, Rage Against the Machine, based on the pizza, um, <laughs> Soundgarden, <laughs> <laughs> and the white stripes and then it comes down to is it the spinners or is it cindy lopper you know and 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 to be honest i think what i'm going to go with is cindy lopper 
Look at um, you. Look yeah. at you. Look at me. Look I, at you. I just literally scratched out the spinners and wrote in Sydney Lauper. That's how tight it was. Um, but I feel like the spinners will get in that backdoor category. And that if it was a vote and you could vote for Cindy Lauper, it's it's a strong vote. It's a strong yeah. vote. Um, again, this is splitting hairs. That's how good I think this list is. And kudos to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and whoever it is from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee committee that regularly listens to our podcast. We thank you for taking our no, we did it again. into account. We did it again. Yeah, we and did it again. Um, it's nice yeah, to have you. this kind of influence. It really is. And so thank you, Cleveland. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we appreciate the support. <laughs> appreciate the listening. And um, yeah, I, I, look, I, I love the fact that I came around to Cheryl Crow. You're more positive on Cheryl Crow. Well, yeah, she got her your vote. Um, and I came around to Cheryl Crow. And then I was more positive, I think, on Cindy Lauper when we first talked about her. And ultimately, she got your vote. Um, so yeah, I yeah. love it. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, it's a bit, it's a bit of a toss-up. It, honestly, it felt like a bit of a toss-up with the spinners. Um, you know, I, I thought I was going to go spinners. And, and um, you know, but I, look, I voted for some people that are not on the nomination list right now in the past. Right? Like last year, I voted for Beck and Fela Kuti. You did. That's These right. Are, Nope. Neither of them are back on here. You know, like, I, w I don't think I would ever vote for Rufus and Shaka Khan, but I think that they should be in. You know, I don't know if I would ever vote yeah. for Sheik, but Sheik should have been in a long time ago. Um, you yeah, know, going agreed. to the, go, like, you know, going to my, you know, favorite list of snubs, which, you know, I, I go back to time and time again, um, alphabetically the people I would love to see back on a ballot or on a ballot at all. Um, Allison Chains has been snubbed for eight years, never been nominated. I'm just going to do this. Um, you know, I've talked about the B-52s. I've had a reappreciation of, of the B-52s. You will never vote for them. If they were ever on there, I, they would get my vote. They've never been nominated. They've been snubbed for 20 years. Um, Beck, I talked about. Billy Idol has never been nominated. I think that's a slam dunk for both of us if he was ever put on uh oh my gosh think, yes right i mean like i think that's i think that's easy you know you know bjork gets a lot of comments about that she's never been nominated i don't know where i'd fall on bjork i think it would depend on who else was on there yeah yeah no, no, for sure I, I i definitely see a path for her eventually being nominated um you know Look, I, I put her in for yeah. work with the Sugar Cubes alone. Uh, I'm the huge Sugar Cubes fan. God bless you, man. Um, like that's exactly what and, I wanted to hear from you. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, that's sort of the I see the path forward for her. Um, and but you know, it like we're joking about it, but it's true. Like you know, look, I'd like to think that our podcast had some you know sway here, uh, but it, it's some of this is like there's the no voters. debate it totally has by this point well I mean, just, and it's, it's, it's like, acknowledged it's, the, the debate is around like some hall voters going oh yeah maybe i should oh wait you know what she's so unusual does is chock full of hits it is a near chock full of hits yeah. yeah and you know maybe i need to go back and look at that um yeah so you know i'm i'm proud of this podcast and i'm proud of like the the list and um the artists that we we came up with um, right big star yeah. never to been nominated I, I, you know yeah what about blur 
Would you vote for Blur? I'd vote for Blur. Uh, I well, I, I like you, you got to put the Smiths in first, but yes, I would. Okay, it, it, but it's it's like this is the look. This is the American Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yeah, the fact that the Smiths are in is insane, and uh, you know, it's a prejudice against the '80s, and it's prejudice against. Yeah, British bands, and so Blur and Oasis should both be in eventually. Well, Blur, well, Blur. Yeah, I know how you feel about Oasis. Yeah, well, so, Blur yeah, for sure. Just, anyway, just moving on. Listen so, to you. Listen to you. Yeah, like I would never vote for this person, for this next person, but she's been snubbed for thirty-three years, and I think the minute that she gets nominated, she gets in, and hopefully before she passes away, share. I'm not a share guy, but every woman I know is a share person. So share and share alike, you know, like she's never in. So just, just saying. Yeah, not me. Yeah, no, I, I don't see it. I no. Let me take. I take that back. I see how she could. That's uh, what would, I'm she saying. Get my vote. Yeah, right. She wouldn't she get, my, get vote. my vote in, but but I don't think we're we're not the we're not we're not the voters on that one. Daft Punk hasn't gotten nominated yet. Dave Matthews Band has nominated once, hasn't gotten in. It was surprising that the first time they were nominated, they didn't get in. It's surprising to me that they don't get nominated every year. Um, not because I think they should be in, but it's shocking that they're not. Like I, I truly believe that. And similarly, I think that like Faith No More never getting nominated strikes me as a little weird. Maybe that's too obscure no, but that's not yeah i think it's too obscure all right harry nielsen i would i would i would vote for harry nielsen because harry nielsen's a genius you know the chance know. of yeah I, yeah well listen to nielsen schmielsen and get back to me because it's an incredible record and one of john lennon's favorite records and it's just awesome um in excess you know i can't say enough about it you know that uh, but uh, just going down, cool in the gang. Twenty nine years, no nominations. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. Yep, fucked I up. agree. The Marvelettes is fucked up. No nominations. The MC Five have been nominated six times. They're not for me. They should backdoor. Just get off the just get off the list. Motley Crue, seventeen years, no nominations. Total bullshit. Put them in. Put them in. Put them in. Motorhead can't get in until Iron Maiden gets in. Motorhead's also a no brainer to me. Like, agrees. Just ridiculous. Outcast needs a nomination. I don't know how Outcast isn't even Outcast versus Tribe. To me, there's almost no contest. If you want to put that category out, Pavement never getting nominated. That's fucked up to me. Oh, um, not there. The pointers. Wait, Pavement? You're not there on Pavement? No, no, oh. no I'm Whoa. not. I bought Slanted and Enchanted, and yeah, I just I don't. I'm going to repeat Does myself. It... I just don't hear it. Okay. Wow. All right. Pointer Sisters. How's the Pointer Sisters? Oh, the Pointer I'm sisters? tempted to say yes because I love them. But... Because they're incredible. <laughs> never... But uh, but uh, but 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 to be but honestly, like twenty five years of the the Pointer Sisters have a chance to be nominated and they haven't been. That's odd. Yeah. Maybe they don't make it. It's weird that the, it's weird they never even had a chance. I think that, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. You know. So. Replacements, nominated once. Blech. I can Lots see them get in. Yeah, I can see that. They should. I, see that. I think yeah, they should. I see that. Yeah, we're big hall guys. 
Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. no nominations. Smith's nominated twice, not in. That's ridiculous. I'm not even a fan. That's ridiculous. It, it, should... it is ridiculous. Yeah. And Sonic I'm not a massive Youth. fan either, but. Sonic Youth? That's weird. Stone Rose is kind of weird. Nominated. Yeah. Who? What was the next one you just said? Stone Roses. No, not, not enough catalog. Yeah, that one massive, impactful album, but they messed up by not following up, uh, you know, sooner with their, their second record. I think okay. uh, I think that hurts them. So, yeah. Fair. Television? T- rest in peace, Tom Verlaine, that just passed away, one of yeah. uh, Edge's biggest influences. So um, I've always been intrigued by television and, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's maybe sort of like Velvet Underground path. Maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. but again, like, like to me, it, it it's one of those. Things. Like, okay, let's go back to Warren Zevon. Warren Zevon. It's been twenty nine years. He finally gets nominated. Do I think that Warren Zevon is some kind of lock? No, I do think that it is an honor. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's an honor to get a nomination when you see all these unbelievably legendary artists that have not even gotten a nomination once. Like, like even just going through this list and you're just like, wow, they, these bands are so good. And they, they don't even get like the top 15 of the people that aren't in there yet of a chance. Like that's how competitive it is. Even though that's, you, you hear what I'm saying with that? Like, it's like, like people are obsessed with certain bands and they never even get one knock. That's, you know. Tommy James and the Shondells, 32 years, unbelievable pop songs, never been nominated, totally ridiculous to me. Tommy James is one of the, was an incredible songwriter, had an incredible knack for catchy stuff. And it, it's weird to me that they're, they've never been nominated. So it's just, I, I could look at these lists all day and just be like, I can't believe this, I can't believe that. Weird Al, Weezer. no. no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Go on Wilco? <laughs> no, Wilco. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think some of this is also generational, too. And, sure. like, as long as Stephen Van Zandt, you know, was on, I don't know if he, he's still on the nominated committee, but he was push. He was always pushing for those obscure, at least from my, from my generation's perspective, and, you know, being raised by parents who didn't have a lot of um, music in those categories, um, it seemed like out of left field. And as we grow older, um, you know, as, and those hall voters are now going to be from our generation. I think you, there's a chance that you could see, yeah, the Bjorks of the world or um, to your point, pavement, you know, make the ballot and get in. Um, but to older voters of previous generations or, you know, Ruthie's generation, they're probably like, ah, I don't know about that. But, you know, for us, it, it may be more impactful. Um, but that's, that's, That's the nature fair. of like as the hall, the voters themselves that how that changes, and so uh, Tommy James and Shondells probably had their moment, um, or should have had their moment, back when, um, yeah, more of their generation were the, the majority of, uh, of voters, and for whatever reason they didn't make it, and now I think it's going to be hard for them to. to I think uh, you're to right. Make that case. I think yeah. you're right. I, it, it sucks that it sucks that I have to agree that I think you're right about that, but like I do think you're right about that. I think that like that like so many people wouldn't know what a Tommy James song is or why it would even matter, you know? Um, yeah. That's, you know, but what can you do? I mean, um, what are you going to do? What you going to do? 
Um, any final thoughts? This seems like a good, a good button, a good button. Yeah. <laughs> Two hours on this one. Yeah. I love the well, list. That, I love that's the, that's the, the nature of, we have to do a two hour uh, podcast. We have to do a I two love hour the podcast ballot. on the Rock and Roll Hall. Yeah. And so it totally makes sense. And uh, I love the fact that so many of our ideas uh, were included here. So let's see Soundgarden uh, get in. Let's see New Order Joy Division get in. And so we can be yeah. uh, justified uh, anew um, and uh, see who makes it next year. So, so the Donnas let's... are now eligible. So the Donnas are now oh. eligible. What? <laughs> yes. No, they're not. 1998, Shut. sir. Shut up. Oh my God! I'm telling you, man. How? Oh my God! We're so old. We're so old, man. I tell you. Uh, Sorry to drop that on you, but I that just that you really did. That is just depressing. It just, it just occurred to me. Yeah. Like it just occurred to you now. It did because I was thinking about okay, what other pods have we done? And of course, the Donna's was like number two. It's like oh yeah, that was 1998. Oh, yeah. <gasps> God. Oh, it, it was bad. I was in the uh, where where the hell was that? It was yesterday, and the TV was on, and it was some woman who was being interviewed who had a heart attack at like forty two years old or something, and oh, yeah. forty two, and 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 then I was like, and then it was a commercial that came on right. Oh no, she was talking about it. That's what it was. This woman was talking about like, well, you know, like I don't want to be sixty and da 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 da, and then I was like, I'm forty eight. I'm like twelve years away from being sixty. Like, yep, that means yep. that. That means that if I was 12 years younger, I'd be 36. And that threw me. Yeah, right? 36 that, like, was like yesterday. 36 was yesterday. 36 was yesterday, but yeah. it wasn't. Man, it's a good thing only like older people listen to our podcast because if younger people listen to it, they would have already hung up. Um, oh, well, yeah. well, listen, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to any of our shows. We do appreciate it. Um, we love talking about music. We love talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is some of my favorite thing. Favorite topic is to talk about the Hall. Same. It's a it's a great list this year. Kudos, kudos to the Rock Hall nominees. It, it, it really, I mean, like, I feel like it has gotten better every year since we started doing this. But this year is superlative. Um, you know, if you want to know our deep thoughts on uh, our deep deep thoughts on Soundgarden. You can listen to episode four if you haven't. Or if you want to listen to our deep thoughts on uh, New Order, um, highly recommend yeah. episode thirteen um, yep. to talk about that. We. I don't think there's another artist that we voted for that we've done one on. I would totally do one on George Michael. That's. I think we got to do it. Let's do it, man. Yeah, let's 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 pull that together. I, I'm All right. That. Yeah. All right, so maybe everybody look out for a George Michael episode because that'd be super fun. Um, as long as I can dip into Wham for one of my picks, I have to dip into Wham for one of my picks. But yeah, wow, wow. Well, all right. Well, we'll find out how that goes. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Um, I'm going to meet everybody after this podcast at Famous Original Ray's Pizza with my special guests. <laughs> Special guests, <laughs> special guests include Rich Harper, the MVP, and uh, Rage Against the Machines, Tom Morello, uh, who also, of course, has performed with Bruce Springsteen. Um, 
guys, thanks for listening. Guys and gals, excuse me. God, I'm the worst. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I am Sherman. I'm Ski. And you have listened to a preview of the future of who's getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame later on this year. Thank you for listening, and let's see how right we are.